The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. often we rely solely or primarily on conventional medicine to treat symptoms and disease. But these can mask the problems, so we never get to the root cause of the disease. There are better choices. Welcome to Generation Regeneration with your host, Sandra Guy Malhotra. Conventional medicine does play an important role in effective treatment, but even more important are the daily lifestyle, food, and spiritual choices we make. Now, here is Sandra Guy Malhotra. And welcome to Generation Regeneration Holistic Radio. Start at 94151.12. I say this because there's a little movie coming out this weekend. You might know about it. I can't wait to see it. I'm your host, Sandra Malhotra, also the owner and publisher of Generate Magazine. You can learn about at regeneratemagazine.com. We're thrilled you're joining us today. I want to provide information and inspiration on this show and in the magazine that will help you make daily decisions that regenerate all aspects of your life because being healthy is fun. So let's do this. Our guest today is an expert on regeneration. Sarah Josie is a clinical herbalist, nutritionist, and owner of Golden Poppy Herbal Apothecary, a full-service clinic and retail store in Fort Collins, Colorado. Sarah's education includes the study of biochemistry, herbalism, and nutrition from the North American Institute of Medical Herbalism and Aviva Rams Herbal Medicine for Women. She's a trained hormone cure practitioner, has a level one certification from Precision Nutrition, and is a certified mother roaster, sacred fertility instructor, and sacred birth journey facilitator. She's passionate about bringing herbalism back into the mainstream healing world and helping people achieve health naturally. Her practice combines a blend of traditional herbal wisdom as well as the latest research and knowledge on herbs and nutrition. In this way, she has the ability to use what has worked for centuries by traditional healers as well as the many advancements that the modern health field has to offer. Wonderful stuff. Welcome to the show, Sarah. It's great to have you here. Yeah, it's great to be here, Sandra. Thank you. You are very welcome, and you have an impressive list of credentials. And so the first question I want to ask is, what drew you to this type of work? You know, I really feel like I was always going to end up doing this. I, when I was a young child, was always pulling plants out of my parents' yard and mixing them up into bowls and trying to get everybody to drink my concoctions and (laughs) thinking it would cure all of their ills. So I really do feel like it was something that was just inherent in me. Wow, it sounds like it. If you were doing that as a child, then it's something that you were just naturally very drawn to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so you pursued your education. And for those who aren't familiar with what herbalism is, can you explain really what it is and how it works? Absolutely. So herbalism really is the study of using herbs for health. And it's the original medicine, you know, before we had modern medicine and conventional medicine that most of us are familiar with today with doctors and hospitals, herbs were what everybody turned to when they were sick. The original 
pharmacies were herbal apothecaries and even doctors of the time would write prescriptions for herbal remedies as opposed to prescription drugs. So herbalism is kind of this revival of that ancient tradition of using herbs for health purposes. Right. And so what was your education like then in learning about all these herbs? Did you just learn about how to use certain ones for certain types of ailments? What what was your education like? My education was pretty uh, comprehensive, actually. I studied biochemistry, and then I also studied anatomy and physiology. I studied disease processes. I also studied nutrition then I would study the botany. I studied the actual plants themselves. Um, I practice what's called Western herbalism. So we have a framework of how we look at plants and people and disease and health. And I use that framework to figure out what types of plants are going to be best for a person in their particular situation. Similar to the way that Ayurveda is how, you know, people in India look at herbalism and Um, Traditional Chinese medicine is how people in China and Japan and those countries, they have that framework to figure out how to use herbs with different people in different situations. Western herbalism is my framework. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that is very comprehensive. And Mm -hmm. so in your opinion, what happened? Why did herbalism go out of vogue if it was the original medicine, like you mentioned? Yeah. You know, I, I definitely think that as modern you know, science evolved, people started getting more interested in kind of the minutia of things. And at least in Europe, and then very much so in our country, um, you know, when um, kind of like the witch trials came about, anyone who was using herbs was looked upon as someone who was potentially practicing the dark arts. And it was all but eradicated in Europe and in our country. Uh, Places like India and in China, Ayurveda and traditional Chinese medicine never went out of style. You know, they have been using them and have continued to use them the entire time. So their herbalism traditions have remained very much a part of life. And it's really kind of our Western culture that sort of all but erased it for a very long time. And then in the last, I don't know, I would say 60 years or so, people have been making a pretty concerted effort to kind of get that knowledge back and bring it back to the to light for people in the West to be able to use. And in Europe, it's been, and Australia and New Zealand, herbalism has actually had a revival a lot longer um, ago than we did in our country in particular. Mm. So they have a really strong herbalism tradition nowadays in places like France and Germany. Um, and uh-huh. in the United States, it's still very new. And uh, because of that, not quite, trusted as much as it is in other places yes okay but there's really no reason not to trust it i think that we've just been so oh conditioned to think of western pharmaceuticals as being the only way to go but yet if you put this in the historical context it's only a couple hundred years that this approach has been used whereas humanity has been around for millennia and sur- managed to survive without pharmaceuticals, right? We, right, We absolutely. somehow managed. Uh, using approaches like herbalism, which tend to work with the body and get at the root causes of disease, which what conventional medicine tends to do in a lot of cases is just treat the symptom. 
It just treats the symptom. Absolutely. Yeah. And so we'll get more into detail into uh, how herbalism gets at the root cause of various things. But for right now, I would like to ask you, you also have a background in nutrition counseling. So how is it that you combine the herbalism and the nutrition counseling? How do those things work together? Yeah, Similarly to kind of what you mentioned, that herbalism works a little bit more at the root cause. Nutrition is even before herbs. You know, everybody has to eat. Everybody has to drink water. Everybody has to breathe every day. And if you don't do those things, then you don't survive. So from my perspective, especially with food, which is how you get all of your nutrients in your body, if you don't have the basic nutrients that your body needs to function properly, then it can't function properly. You know, there's no amount of herb that's going to help certain health issues if you're just missing the basic nutrients that your body needs to make those things happen. So for me, I always talk about food with people at the same time that I'm talking with them about herbs that might be helpful for them. But really, you know, if your foundation is not solid, then there's nothing to build upon. And that goes true starting with food for in Ayurveda and in traditional Chinese medicine as well. You start with what people are eating before you even contemplate what herbs might be beneficial for their particular situation. So I tend to kind of do both at the same time. I always am talking about food with people and making dietary and lifestyle recommendations and then also, you know, working with them on herbs to kind of do everything at the same time. It's a more potent punch, I suppose you could say. Oh, interesting. Okay, I like the way you put that, that basically the food and the diet is like the foundation. And so Mm -hmm. you need to build that first to make sure you're, I guess, healthy at a more fundamental level. And then on top of that, the herbs can address anything that isn't being already addressed by dietary changes. Is that is that a way to put it? Yes, absolutely. Okay, okay, very interesting. And so uh, what conditions do you tend to treat most effectively? So after you've dealt with the nutrition and then you need to add herbs on top to, to deal with some things, what, what do you tend to do that with? What types of uh, physical ailments? Yeah, so uh, just to clarify really quickly, not yeah. technically treating anything. Um, gotcha. I'm not a doctor, so That's I right. don't treat anything. That's right. Um, but I do work with people in, on improving their overall health and vitality. And the things that I see most often, uh, digestive issues is a really, really big one. I work with a lot of people on digestive issues, which is a, kind of the root of a lot of other problems as well. I work with a lot of sleep issues, a lot of stress issues. And then my particular kind of passion and specialty is women's hormones and uh, fertility issues. So I see a lot of those things in my clients and herbs can be wonderful at helping, especially things like digestion and sleep and stress. The herbs are really, really wonderful for kind of working at those specific issues. Okay. Very good. That's an interesting list. And actually we're going to come back to that list in the next segment, because I'm going to ask you some more detailed questions about how you work with the herbs to help with those. But before we go to our first break, let me give a shout out to our sponsor for today's show. 
Would you like to detox, get healthy, and fit? Are you ready to reclaim your health, reclaim your life? Would you like to experience a total reset? If your answer is yes to any of these, then join Perul Agrawal, international best-selling author of Juicing for Healthier Families, for a deep transformational process through her total mind, body, and spirit cleanse. You can learn more about this at vivalawcleanse.com backslash Perul Agrawal. And her name is spelled P-A-R-U-L-A-G-R-A-W-A-L. And also, our next sponsor is Front Range Community College. You may see that banner on the show homepage. They offer a unique opportunity to be trained for personal growth and professional employment in the exciting and emerging fields of holistic health and integrative medicine. You can earn a transferable associate's degree or up to five certificates in the specialized fields of integrative health and wellness, coaching, aromatherapy, massage therapy, reflexology, and yoga teacher training. These are all certified with state and national approval credentials and professional membership affiliations. And click on that purple Front Range Community College banner on the Voice America Generation Regeneration homepage to learn more. Thanks a lot, everyone. See you in a few. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. GMOs, or genetically modified organisms, are plants or animals that have been genetically engineered with DNA from bacteria, viruses, or other plants and animals. These experimental combinations of genes from different species cannot occur in nature or in traditional crossbreeding. Most developed nations do not consider GMOs to be safe. Right now, over 80% of the corn and soy grown in the U.S. is genetically modified, and we should be able to choose whether we wish to consume these foods or not. Visit non-gmoproject.org forward slash learn dash more. Introducing the Abundance Cubed coaching program on Gen R Holistic Radio. Wellness entrepreneurs who integrate the best of modern and holistic approaches will fix our broken food and healthcare systems. So host Sandra Maholtra and creator of Masterpieces, Noam Kostuki, are going to empower them to do just that. We will help five entrepreneurs grow and unlearn limiting beliefs during this program. You too can learn alongside them by turning into Gen R Holistic Radio the first Tuesday of each month. Join us for an adventure in expansion. Explore the power of natural healing with Howard Strauss. Join us each week for an informative program that will help you learn effective healing methods using natural remedies. Howard's guests include top researchers, authors, and experts who will share their views on a variety of natural products and healing methods that really work. Tune in to The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss, Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health and Wellness. This is Generation Regeneration with Sandra Guy Malhotra. To connect with Sandra, send an email to Sandra Malhotra at wcubedcommunity.com or tweet at Sandra G. Malhotra, hashtag WeAreGenR. She looks forward to your comments. Now back to Generation Regeneration. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Sandra Malhotra, your host, and I'm here today with Sarah Josie, a clinical herbalist, nutritionist, and owner of Golden Poppy Herbal Apothecary, a full-service clinic and retail store in Fort Collins, Colorado. And in the first segment, Sarah was talking to us about 
many of the things that herbalism can help in terms of digestive issues, stress, relaxation, sleep, infertility, and so forth. So in this segment, let's really dive into how herbs help those conditions. So Sarah, let's start by talking about digestive issues and gut health in general. Um, Can you talk to us about why gut health is important and how an unhealthy gut manifests itself? Absolutely. So gut health is so absolutely important because your digestive tract is essentially where your body interacts with the outside world in response to the foods that you're eating. You know, the way that your body takes in food and nourishment is through your digestive tract. And so if your digestive tract isn't optimally functioning, then the likelihood that you're digesting your food properly and absorbing the nutrients from your food properly significantly goes down. And as I mentioned before, if you don't have those base nutrients that your body needs to function, then it can't function properly and that can lead to ill health and diseases down the line. So in order to have, you know, any state of health, your digestive system has to be working properly. It has to be breaking down the foods and extracting the nutrients. And it also has to be keeping things out of your body that shouldn't be there. So pathogens, you know, even foods that your body doesn't react well with, your digestive system has to be able to keep those things from getting into the rest of your body and causing problems. And as far as what those problems can be, it's really kind of the sky is the limit at An unhealthy digestive system can cause all sorts of health issues just by the nature that, you know, again, if you don't have those nutrients, your body can't function properly, but it can also lead to all sorts of autoimmune diseases, allergies, pretty much any sort of health issue that we experience as a modern society can sometimes be traced back to digestive issues. Not all of them, but a significant amount of them. For sure. That's right. That's so, right. Yeah. And yep. And in particular, oh, some. It, oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> um, Go ahead. Yeah. There's just really no way to say this is what it looks like in one person because it's going to be yes. different for everybody. Yes. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. And one big issue is something called leaky gut. And mm-hmm. my understanding of that is that that is where uh, the structure of the small intestine can be porous. And so. It should not be. It should be a barrier largely between what you're digesting and the rest of your body. But if it's porous, some things can get through there that shouldn't. And that can give rise to a lot of the things that you just mentioned, like autoimmune diseases and so on. So that's a huge digestive issue, right? Absolutely, yes. But leaky gut is kind of the term that we give to, like you said, when your digestive system isn't acting as the barrier that it should be acting as. And that is kind of where most health issues and digestive issues start. That's kind of like what it looks like. Yeah, yeah. And I think the interesting thing about using the modalities that you use, nutrition and herbalism, is that you're getting at the root of that, as opposed to a lot of pharmaceutical medications, which may only be treating the symptoms that the autoimmune disease shows. So let's get into how herbs and nutrition can help with things like leaky gut and gut health. How, how do you go about uh, helping people using these modalities? 
Yeah, so this is actually one of my favorite things to work with people on because this is one of those situations where herbs are supremely effective at helping uh, the digestive tract to heal itself. A lot of the herbs that we use for the digestive system are really common and simple herbs, things like ginger and chamomile, um, and then a couple of other herbs that I really love to use with the digestive issues is something called plantain, which is not plantain that looks like the banana. It's a right. plantago species. It's this little green leafy plant. And what those herbs are really wonderful at doing is they actually, they kind of go in and they bathe the digestive system and they help feed the healing of the actual tissues of the digestive tract. So if someone has a leaky gut, it'd be similar to, you know, if you had a bunch of cuts and scrapes on your skin, you know, that your skin is actually very similar to the lining of your digestive tract. You know, if it's got all these cuts and scrapes in it, things can get in that shouldn't get in there. And these herbs literally go in and they heal the tissues so the tissues can close back up and have that barrier function that they're supposed to be having in a better way. So herbs are phenomenal for starting with digestive health uh, improvement. And we often work with people on their food in terms of helping to remove foods from their diet that might be causing damage to their digestive mm. tract at the mm-hmm. same time that we're going to be using herbs with them to help heal the damage that's already there. So that kind of one-two punch works really, really well at getting at the root cause of the issue there. Yes. Okay. That's fabulous. And another big issue that a lot of people probably have is chronic stress because we tend Mm -hmm. to live in a a very fast-paced, stressful life. And we've talked quite often on this show about how being chronically in that state just erodes your health over time because your body is not resting and rejuvenating and rebuilding itself. Uh, It's like a slow state of decay. It's very harmful. And so how do you help your clients deal with their stress? What's your advice in that regard? Yeah, stress is a tough one because so often people don't even really realize that they're experiencing stress. You know, we tend to think of stress as you know, running from the tiger or Mm. a really impending deadline. But there are so many other stressors that our body is experiencing that we're not cognizant of on a daily basis because we're also habituated to the way that we live, the way that our society is set up. So that's where it gets to be really troublesome is when people don't really realize that stress is affecting them. One of the reasons stress is so harmful is because not only does it deplete your system, you run through your nutrients faster when you're stressed, But also when you're in that stress state, you're not in a good digestive state. So your body has two kind of modes of operation. It's got the fight or flight mode, and then it has what I like to call rest and digest mode. So if you're in the fight or flight mode, your digestive system function is actually slowed and sometimes even just shut down because your body is focusing on doing other things like keeping your heart pumping and your blood moving and your lungs going. It's not working on digesting whatever meal you just ate. So most of us living in this fight or flight mode all the time, our body never fully relaxes into the rest and digest stage. And that can cause some of those digestive issues that we have. And it can also lead to things like just adrenal burnout and fatigue and lack of sleep because your body's just in this go mode all the time. It doesn't even know how to switch out of that mode. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And this stress response is a very important thing for us to have, but for short periods of time. 
Um, yes. You know, like you say, if the tiger is chasing us, okay, we are going to run and and our bot, that's going to be the singular focus of our body and we're going to get away. But the way our lives are today with constant bombardment of information, work, traffic, whatever have you, we can never relax out of it. And so what types of herbs then do you use in particular to help people get out of that fight or flight mode? Yeah, so there's two categories of herbs that are really helpful in these situations. The first one is a category of herbs called adaptogens. And these are herbs that help the body adapt to stress. It's a very broad category of herbs. A lot of herbs fall into this um, category. But some of my favorites are herbs. Ashwagandha is a very popular, very well-known herb in this category. And what ashwagandha does is it's supportive specifically for the adrenal glands. So I kind of like to think of it as this herb that when you take it, it's a tonic herb. So it's best taken on a daily basis over a longer period of time. I feel like it kind of, almost if you imagine, you know, taking your hands and cupping them under your adrenal glands and saying, it's okay, we've got you. We're holding you up. (laughs) We're going to take care of you. So it's supportive for your endocrine system type of an herb. So for those people who burn the candle at both ends, ashwagandha is really nice at going in there and supporting the system. That's my number one herb that I use for people who experience chronic stress. Um, The other category of herbs that I like to use are nervines. So these are herbs that work on the nervous system and most specifically the relaxing nervines. So these are herbs that go in and literally help the nervous system calm itself back down. So things like chamomile is wonderful for the nervous system. Lemon balm is another one that I love. Lemon balm is another tonic herb where it kind of smooths out the nervous system. If you imagine your nervous system is electrical wires that are all jaggedy on the edges, lemon balm kind of goes in and smooths those edges out. Um, Passion flower and skullcap are two of my favorite ones. They're a little more sedative, so they're wonderful for helping people sleep a little bit better and also just kind of bring tension and anxiety levels down in the body. Those are some of my favorite ones to work with with people. Okay, very nice. And you also mentioned that you really like to work with women with things like hormone balance, fertility, and so forth. So, Mm -hmm. yes. So can you talk about how herbs can help women at various stages of their lives? Absolutely. So I think a big part of why fertility to me is such an important one is there's so many women who experience issues around their menstrual cycle and issues with fertility. And then, of course, obviously menopause and um, when they go through menses, there's so much going on in the body and women's systems are so delicate, really, depending on the person that can be really easily influenced by outside things. Stress being a really, really big factor and throwing women's hormones out of whack. But it can be so life-changing for women who experience really bad cycles on a regular basis, extreme PMS. It can really disrupt their lives. And there are so many herbs that you can use throughout the different phases of women's lives to help bring their stress levels down, which is just going to help their system overall. There are herbs that are really specific that can help move the direction of the hormone levels in the body towards a place of balance. You know, there aren't really herbs that work like hormone replacement therapy. That doesn't really exist. Um, It's just not that 
the herbs don't work in that same way. But what they do is they kind of help the body shift back into that place of balance. So women who have extreme PMS, there's some herbs that can help kind of clear extra hormones out of their body if that's an issue or maybe tell the body, let's make more of this hormone, those types of things. So depending on, you know, what the woman is experiencing, there's a whole range of herbs that we can use to kind of get their system back into a place where they don't feel like their cycle is taking control of their life all the time. Okay. So do you have herbs then that can help uh, women, say, in their teenage years and then in, say, their fertility years, their 20s, 30s, 40s, and then also menopausal years, 50s and 60s? Are there different ones for each of those stages? It depends on the person. Some herbs are going to be used throughout those time periods. Uh Um, The herbs that would be used throughout all of those time periods is any kind of herb that works on the liver because your liver is responsible for processing and activating or deactivating all of the hormones in your body. When your liver is overburdened with things to do, that can cause a backup of hormones in the body. And that is a, a big cause of a lot of issues that women would experience throughout their entire life cycle in terms okay. of hormonal issues. So for a lot of women, I work with gentle liver herbs to make sure their liver is functioning and processing correctly. And then as far as the different life cycles, yes, you know, when a woman is um, entering into the phase where she has a menstrual cycle on a regular basis, that's going to be a little bit more of an emotional time. And so working with, again, those nervine herbs to make sure that she's, you know, supporting her nervous system is really nice. Women in their fertility years, depending on what they have going on, those tend to be more nourishing and supportive herbs. Obviously, there are a lot of different health conditions that go along with fertility issues, and there's different herbs for those different conditions, and that's probably a little more complicated than we have time for today. Yeah. But <laughs> um, but then, yes, as women get into the menopausal years, there are some herbs that are very well known to be used, black cohosh and vitex being the two biggest ones. Okay. And depending on the woman and what she has going on, they can be very effective at helping her kind of transition and go through that phase more gracefully. Yes. So for all these herbs that you've talked about for all these different conditions, are there any side effects from herbs? There absolutely can be side effects from herbs. Yes. Um, There's sort of this misunderstanding and kind of parallel thinking about herbs like, oh, well, they don't work, but they're not safe, so don't take them. You know, you kind of hear both of those things from the conventional medical world. And it's a little funny to me that you say those two, two things, but there are definitely side effects that can happen with herbs. Some of the stronger herbs can have negative side effects in people. Um, And it's one of those situations where the chances of side effects occurring from herbs is significantly less, like a hundred times less than side effects from any kind of prescription medication. So that's something to know is that prescription medications have way more negative side effects and incidences of issues than herbs do. But it's still something to know, you know, if you're taking any kind of a prescription medication, you always want to double check on the herbs that you might want to take because there are a lot of drug herb interactions. Mm. And then also just depending on the particular person, some people are allergic to herbs. And sometimes the herb just isn't the right herb for the person. You know, black cohosh and vitex being a really good example. Some women say that black cohosh really helps improve their menopausal hot flashes and other women say it made them worse. And that comes down to just the particular biochemistry of that person, you know, and there's no way to know those things ahead of time, really. So 
That's right. Yep. So that's why it's very important to work with someone who's highly trained, like yourself. Absolutely. Um, yes. Because, yeah, because there is also figuring out the best individual course of action. Because uh, like you said, there's not just one one size fits all uh, ways to deal with things. So thank you very much for all of this information. This was just fabulous. It's just clear how much potential there is for herbs to help us through various types of ailments and stages of our lives. So thank you, Sarah, for that. And it's time Mm -hmm. for our next break now. But before going, I'd like to give a shout out to our sponsors for today's show. If you would like to detox, get healthy, and get fit, reclaim your life, reclaim your health, then join Perul Agrawal, international best-selling author of Juicing for Healthier Families, for a deep transformational process through her total mind, body, and spirit cleanse. You can learn more at VivaLaCleanse.com dot com backslash Parul Agrawal. And also I'd like to thank Colorado's top rated Front Range Community College and mention that they offer a unique opportunity to be trained for personal growth and professional development in the exciting and emerging fields of holistic health and integrative medicine. You can earn a transferable associate's degree or up to five certificates in the specialized fields of integrative health and wellness, aromatherapy, massage therapy, reflexology, and yoga teacher training. Click on the purple Front Range Community College banner on the Voice America Generation Regeneration homepage to learn more. So thanks again, everyone, for joining us. We'll be back with more great stuff in just a few. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Introducing the Abundance Cubed Coaching Program on Gen R Holistic Radio. Wellness entrepreneurs who integrate the best of modern and holistic approaches will fix our broken food and healthcare systems. So host Sandra Malhotra and creator of masterpieces Noam Kostuki are going to empower them to do just that. We will help five entrepreneurs grow and unlearn limiting beliefs during this program. You too can learn alongside them by turning into Gen R Holistic Radio the first Tuesday of each month. Join us for an adventure in expansion. GMOs, or genetically modified organisms, are plants or animals that have been genetically engineered with DNA from bacteria, viruses, or other plants and animals. These experimental combinations of genes from different species cannot occur in nature or in traditional crossbreeding. Most developed nations do not consider GMOs to be safe. Right now, over 80% of the corn and soy grown in the U.S. is genetically modified, and we should be able to choose whether we wish to consume these foods or not. Visit non-gmoproject.org forward slash learn dash more. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. This is Generation Regeneration with Sandra Guy Malhotra. To connect with Sandra, send an email to Sandra Malhotra at wcubedcommunity.com or tweet at Sandra G. Malhotra, hashtag WeAreGenR. She looks forward to your comments. Now back to Generation Regeneration. 
And welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm your host, Sandra Malhotra, and I'm here with Sarah Josie, a clinical herbalist, nutritionist, and owner of Golden Poppy Herbal Apothecary, a full-service clinic and retail store in Fort Collins, Colorado. And Sarah has given us such a wonderful explanation about what herbalism is and how it can be used to help many different types of ailments and especially helping women through various stages of their lives. Really interesting and amazing stuff. So now, Sarah, let's talk a little bit more about all of the services that you offer at Golden Pop- Copy, a cop- sorry, Golden Poppy a co- Apothecary. <laughs> sorry, it's a mouthful, I know. <laughs> a tongue twister right now. I could usually say it okay. All right. So you offer many services to help support health and wellness. And so a couple of them that we talked about are herbal and nutritional consultations. So if someone would like to do something like that, what is such an appointment like? What, what should they be ready to bring and discuss? Yeah, when you sit down and do a one-on-one consultation with uh, one of our herbalists, it's myself, and then I have two other women on staff who also do one-on-one consultations. The first time you sit down, we're going to spend about an hour to an hour and a half going over your entire health history. You know, we talk about your diet, your lifestyle. We talk about the issues that you're experiencing right now. We have a 10-page intake form that we have people fill out. It's quite comprehensive. I have people bring in all the supplements and medications that they're taking, pretty much everything that I might want to know about someone in order to get a clear picture of their health state is what we talk about in the first consultation. And then usually, almost always, um, after the first consultation, we come up with some kind of herbal formula that is going to be helpful for that particular person in that particular time. Often we talk about food recommendations and potential supplements that could be helpful for people, those types of things. And then we always like to schedule a couple of follow-ups with people because herbs take a little bit more time to, you know, make the body change and help the body get to where it needs to be. We like to make sure that we kind of follow up with people and keep track of their progress because the changes that we usually have people making aren't these one-time only do this, it changes type of a situation. It's something that you have to work at and kind of integrate into your lifestyle a little bit more. Yes. We really like to develop relationships with our clients. Ah, so yeah, there were three things that really jumped out here. Uh, The fact that your appointment may take one to one and a half hours, that there's Mm -hmm. a 10-page intake form, and that you form a relationship. And these, to me, are great hallmarks of a practitioner who's trying to get at the root cause of what's going on with health issues and I hear similar things from naturopaths, functional MDs, integrative MDs, acupuncturists, for example, they all want to really understand how you're living your life and what's going on so that they can get at, at the root cause. And this is in contrast. Now I'm, I'm sorry. I I don't mean to like bash Western medicine because it's there Mm -hmm. for a lot of great things, but the thing Mm -hmm. it doesn't help us with is getting at the root cause of ailments. And you can really see that when you go to the doctor and you have uh, an ailment and the appointment may be 10 minutes or 15 minutes. And really the doctor is just looking at what's the symptom and here's something to treat that symptom. And so by dealing with persons like yourself, uh, herbalist, nutritionist, various other 
integrative practitioners, uh, the appointments are much longer, much more in depth, and you really want to uncover what's going on with that particular person and get at what's the root cause and come up with solutions to address it. So that's that's really awesome. Yeah. Um, you also do custom tea and tincture blends. So what do those help with? So those are the customized herbal formulas. So whenever we work with someone on a specific issue, then they are going to go home with herbs that are customized just for them in their particular situational needs. You know, at the apothecary, we do have a full store. So we do have a lot of pre-made products that we hand make everything ourselves. So we have a lot of things that we have come up with over the years that are things that people come in for on a really regular basis. You know, we have a great bedtime tea and a great digestive tea and all of these other things that are super common so people can just come and get something that's going to help right away. But we do a lot of customization for people's specific needs as well, especially in conjunction with a one-on-one consultation. Yes. Yes. Okay. And you also have skincare products. Now, let's talk for a moment about how important it is to not put toxic stuff on your skin. Why is that important? Yes. So just like your digestive system, your skin is a boundary between you and the outside world. It's not a complete barrier. You know, your skin isn't like a piece of plastic that just won't let anything in and out. Your skin functions to allow things to escape and to allow things to get in. So anything you put on your skin, you absorb into your body. A great example of this is topical hormone creams. You know, when anyone who's ever done anything like that, if your doctor writes you a prescription for a progesterone cream, you just put the progesterone cream on your skin and it absorbs into your body and the hormones in there are affecting you physically. So anything that you put on your skin is going to get into your body and affect the internal environment. So if you're putting stuff on your skin that has toxic chemicals in it, those are going to get into your body and it's going to affect your system in a negative way. So making sure that your skincare is something that's so pure that you would be comfortable eating it is really important because it's essentially the same thing. We actually like to say if you wouldn't eat it, then don't put it on your skin because you don't want it in your body either way. That's right. That's absolutely right. And this really applies to skincare products, cosmetics, anything. If you grab something in the store that you're going to put on your body, on your skin, and you flip it around and you need a graduate degree in chemistry to pronounce the ingredients, those are probably the toxic ones we're talking about. (laughs) Yeah. And and uh, cleaning products too. Also like laundry detergents and anything you use to clean in your home. Those are also really important to take a look at. That's right. That's right. So what goes into your skincare products and what do you put in there? So we have just kind of a small range of skincare products. We make a couple of facial moisturizers and body oils. And then we have a lot of skin healing salves that are specific for different conditions. And everything that we make in the store is out of natural and organic ingredients that most people are familiar with. So we use a lot of shea butter and beeswax and coconut oil and then everything that we do is infused with herbs so we infuse the herbs into the actual oils that we use in the skincare products so when you put those products onto your body you're going to get the herbal compounds as well so just like drinking it in a tea you can also put it on your skin oh wow that's wonderful okay Mm -hmm. and also in your shop you do uh, massage and body work and I wanted to ask about that in the context of, say, stress reduction, 
because yeah. you were talking about how there are many herbs that support parts of our body that may be negatively impacted by stress, which is wonderful to do. But also, I would think doing some types of body work would help with that, even like breathing exercises. What do you think about that combination of things? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, your body is made to move and made to breathe. And a lot of us sit too much or even stand too much and hold a lot of tension in our physical body. So one of our staff members, she is a yoga practitioner, but she only does one-on-one yoga therapy sessions with people. So she meets with someone individually for an hour and a half and will lead them through breathing exercises and work with them on movement that's specific for what they have going on. And then the massage is always a really nice thing. There's so many clinical studies documenting the effectiveness of massage at relieving stress and tension in people because it can dig some of that tense, built up, you know, feeling that we have in our muscles and help the body kind of move that out. And then also just the healing power of having another person give you some nurturing care is really important as well. Not everybody gets that all the time. That's right. That's right. Yeah, it's really wonderful how your shop covers all of these bases here to help people uh, well, basically to support health. So it's that's really mm-hmm. awesome stuff. And let's now talk about other stuff that you do at Golden Poppy Herbal Apothecary. And those are classes that you have. And I noticed that you have a couple scheduled called Edible and Medicinal Plant Walk. Talk to us about those. Yes. So the plant walks are done by one of my staff members. She is an herbalist and also has a degree in botany from CSU. And she is phenomenal at just knowing what the plants are. So the edible medicinal plant walks are something that we do every summer. And we do them at various different places kind of around in the area. And you go out for two hours in a group and you get to just walk around and she points out the plants that are growing right in our own ecosystem that are things that we would use medicinally or in an edible sense. And we really like getting people to connect back in with the plants themselves and connect back in with the place that we live. You know, so many people have all these plants growing in their backyard and have no idea that they could use it in their salad or make tea out of it to improve their health. So we do those as a way to educate and get people to really start to think, oh, wow, this isn't super complicated. Like these plants are something that I see every day. I always wondered what that was. And I always wondered if I could eat those berries, that type of thing. Ah, that's wonderful. Yes, because it's Mm -hmm. helping people, like you say, reconnect with the area that they live in. Um, Likely millennia ago, people were very aware of where they lived and what their natural resources around them were and how they could be used. Whereas we've become a bit disconnected from that. We go to the store uh, and buy things that are packaged and don't perhaps see that connection to the earth. So that's really a wonderful thing. Mm -hmm. And you also have another one coming up, which really looks interesting, plant spirit medicine. What's that? Yes. So that is also about connecting with the plants themselves, but on a more energetic level. So in uh, a lot of native uh, medicinal cultures, herbal medicinal cultures, the kind of medicine of the plant is also referring to its 
energy being. And, you know, all living things have an energy pattern that they give off. So the plant spirit medicine is about kind of tuning into the energetic pattern of the plant and seeing if that particular plant has any special meanings just for you, you know, because some plants work better with some people and kind of learning how to connect in on a deeper level with plants is just another way to, again, get people to kind of connect back in and really plug into their own intuition with things. Wow, that sounds really fascinating. Okay, and there are other classes going on that we don't really have time to get into today. But if you go to goldenpoppyherbs.com, if you're in the Fort Collins area, you can see everything that's going on at Golden Poppy Apothecary. So on that note, thank you so much, Sarah, for joining us today and sharing all of this fabulous information about the way that herbalism and nutrition can really support our health. Thank you so much. Absolutely. It was a pleasure to be here. Thank you. And thank you, everyone, for joining us today. Don't forget to follow Jen R. Holistic Media on Facebook and check out all of our articles about health and wellness at RegenerateMagazine.com. And we'll see you next week, same time. And we're going to play an encore presentation of a very popular show. It was an interview I did with integrative MD, Dr. Ronald Weiss. He's in New Jersey, and he practices on an organic farm. Yes, how cool is that? So hope you can join us if you missed that show the first time around. Thanks again for joining us today, everyone. Enjoy the new Star Trek movie this weekend. Namaste. Thank you for tuning in to Generation Regeneration with Sandra Guy Malhotra. Please join us again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. In the coming week, think of the changes that you could make to regenerate your body, mind, and spirit. We'll be right back.